Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Wide Array of Sports Takes. I'm Andrew DiStefano. You can find me at SportsGuru716 on Twitter or at WideArrayOfSportsTakes.wordpress.com. As I say every episode, I post daily football and hockey content right now. Um, I will go over my posts from today in this podcast. I also post NASCAR, League of Legends, whatever I'm feeling. Also, you know, fill in the time. Um... Today, because of the odd week, I did a secondary injury report, a part two, if you will, as I as I called it, because no teams practiced Monday and Tuesday in the NFL, so when we did the Wednesday um, injury report, it was based on mainly who left game Sunday early, you know, who clearly was hurt and maybe not playing through something, and also, obviously, Baltimore and Pittsburgh played Wednesday night, so we didn't obviously have them to report on. So today I will go over that. And then I will also cover the Philadelphia Flyers because they are my 30, you know, the team today for 31 teams in 31 days. If you want to look at any of the other teams, including the Sabres or whoever, they are on my um, WordPress. So now first things first, the injury report. Um... Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst, they are kind of banged up this week. I think Ridley's going to play, but he's not going to be 100%. Hayden Hurst, on the other hand, I'd uh, wait and see. Um, We'll see the injury report today and look at my rankings tomorrow, and maybe he's falling into the pick-your-poison segment kind of situation because he won't be 100%. Baltimore, as I said, um, Lamar Jackson did not play. Robert Griffin III did. Willie Sneed did not play. Mark Andrews did not play. I don't think Andrews, Sneed, or Lamar will play Tuesday against the Cowboys. And RG3 now might not play because he has an injury he suffered during the game, and he left in the fourth quarter after suffering it, I believe, in the first half. Um, And Trace McSurley came in there. He had six uh, pass attempts, only two completions, one for a big touchdown, obviously, but... I would not rely on that going forward out of him. I don't think he's, you know, going to be, you know, throwing the ball all over the yard against the Cowboys. I would not start him. So that's kind of that situation. I don't think RG3 plays, and I don't think McSorley's worth picking up. Kareem Hunt is not 100%. That's kind of concerning, despite him being the best RB2 on any team in the NFL because that means that Nick Chubb just can get more carries, because Nick Chubb's doing very well. In the first place, why not give him more carries? I mean, less of a break this week, because Hunt's not 100%. Let's try and conserve Hunt and just play Chubb more this week, and then when Hunt's 100%, we even it back out. So I would be kind of worried about that if I'm a Hunt owner. Jerry Judy, um, he's falling out of even flex range, in my opinion. He's a low-tier flex right now. Even with Drew Locke in there before Kendall Hinton had to play last week, it wasn't looking great for Judy in the couple weeks before that. So now him being hurt doesn't help. Alan Lazard, he was hurt for a while, and it looks like he's going to play all season hurt. Um, He got rushed back after surgery, but I I don't think he's going to be 100%. And, I mean, he's a flex option that I probably would steer clear of. Clyde Edward-Hilaire. He has an illness. That's kind of scary because we don't know, you know, is it COVID, is it not? If it is, um, maybe you're lucky and Le'Veon Bell is not around there. If Le'Veon Bell is, 
also on the COVID list, then, I mean, excuse me, I think it'd be Darwin Thompson or Daryl Williams that would come in in their place. It's, it's you know, uh, a questionable situation. I mean, it might we might end up waiting till Saturday, like the James Conner and Jonathan Taylor situation last week, and find out Edward Hilaire is not playing Sunday. Vegas, Aguilar might not play. You know, he hasn't practiced at all this week. He has an ankle injury. Uh, week 11, he did really well. Week 12, he didn't do that well, but maybe he was hurt early on in the game. I would um, look at Hunter Renfro, as I said earlier in the week. This is all the more reason Adam. The Patriots, Cam Newton's banged up, as you could imagine, playing the style he does. He thinks he's ready to go, but the doctors are what's keeping, you know, him from being 100%. So, I mean, you know, letting him be practicing at 100%. So, if that's the case, we'll have to wait till Sunday, given that, you know, their offense is the way it is, kind of shaky. Who knows if Jarrett Sidham will play or not. New Orleans, Alvin Kamara, he, um, one of the better fantasy backs, and as you can tell, he dropped a little bit in the rankings already. Latavius Murray took more touches last week than Alvin Kamara, and it's because Kamara's hurt. This is kind of like the Cleveland situation, but backwards. The one running back is also just almost as good as the starter. So when one goes down or starts to be hampered, they're more than willing to give the other one the bulk share of the touches. I would trade Kamara now. Because if he's going to keep playing, he might never get healthy from this. It's a big risk. It's a it, it, it's a big risk to trade him, but I think he should and try and get you know another top five, ten back or wide receiver that you know will be healthy during the playoffs. James Conner, he might he's probably not going to play this week because of uh, the COVID deal. Um, I would expect Benny Snell or Anthony McFarland to continue to take the role. A.J. Brown, also missing practice this week. He is projected, I think, 7th or 8th on my rankings right now. But with the hip injury and this being a new injury in his repertoire this year, it's kind of concerning the way he plays physically. I don't want, you know, he needs to be 100% to play as physical as he does. So I would, you know, keep an eye on that. Obviously, at the top here, I have my link from earlier in this week where I listed injuries from the games that I, I did not include those players here. I've already talked about them. So the link is there. If you want to listen to the podcast, it would be the podcast from Tuesday or, no, Wednesday that has the injury report in it. Now, for my 31 teams in 31 days, I have the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, so I have them ninth out of 31 teams. Second in the Metropolitan. I think this team's pretty fun. I have it set up in a way that I'm sure some people would not really, you know, overly like, you know, the depth chart. But as I say, the depth chart is based on how I feel like, okay, well, this is the best left-wing eligible player on the team. I don't care if they play second-line center or first-line center. Like, I did that, uh, I, I might do that with, like, a team like Pittsburgh or Edmonton because it's clear as day. But... In a situation like this, it, it it leaves a little room for, you know, manipulation of the depth chart to make the best four lines that I could see based on how I'm using, you know, metrics. Um, eighth overall, cap efficiency. The only signing they made this offseason out of free agency was Eric Gustafsson, who's a solid signing. Um, 21st most efficient contract due defenseman. I believe that's upper half. 
And I mean, he has a power play back for the, I mean, power play quarterback for the second power play for this team, at least. So depth chart, you know, normal faces in the, uh, pretty much everywhere because this team didn't add anybody. I mean, Claude Giroux, yes, people would say he probably plays first line center and Couturier plays second line, but that's not what I'm doing here. Giroux is the best left wing eligible player on this team, and Couturier can only play center, so can Kevin Hayes, so I'm not dropping him down. Nekny, Voracek, Patrick, I think, like, the top three right wingers on this team are fun, really interesting. Um, even the left wingers are. JVR, you know, is getting up there, but he still has, you know, some uh, the ability to put in 25 goals. Barabee is a young player with potential. But where this team lacks, in my opinion, when it comes to um, going from ninth to top five in the league is their depth. I don't think the depth on the wings, when it comes to a couple injuries, is there. Barinsky is not the guy. David Case or David Kasha is not the guy. Raffle is not the guy. So if a guy like uh, Van Riemsdyk or Konechny go down, I don't think this team is built to withstand injuries like that and still, you know, win as many games as they do. Now, I will say, the goaltending is set up in a way that they could win games 3-2 to two if they had to. And I think they could win 4-3 to three once in a while. But if they suffer injuries, I don't think they win those games 4-3 to three anymore. Defensive-wise, um, I think they have enough, enough depth at defense to keep up with a couple injuries. Provorov, Myers, solid first pair. I mean, this is a solid top seven, top eight in my opinion. So there's that. And goalie-wise, Carter Hart obviously is a stud. Ryan Elliott's one of the better backups in the league obviously can lead the way and help Hart, you know, become better. And Alex Lyon sits in the minors, and, I mean, he could come up. He has, he's done it before, but I think that if this team lives and dies by Hart. If Hart gets hurt, Brian Elliott could, you know, steal a couple games 3-2, to two, but if, like, Hart and Konechny go down or Couturier and Hart, I mean, I could see this team really falling off the wagon. But on paper, right now, Starting lineup day one, this is a ninth place team in the league in my opinion. So thank you for listening. If you like this, like it, share it, retweet it, do whatever. Message me if you have any criticism. And thank you for listening, and I hope you listen tomorrow.